Um, I just want to read you um, just six things. Uh, normally, Arab preachers read you seven things because the longer you hear Arab preachers, the more you realize that they only do things in sevens. I don't know what it is, but they think that it's, it's biblical. Um, I'm not going to argue with them there, but I want to I share six things with you um, about the past, the present, and the future. Since we're at the end, <coughs> excuse me, of the year, um, and I try to make it more of a quick devotion than a full-on than a full-on thing. So, who's with me? Yes, respect. All right. Why don't we bow our heads and pray, um, and then we'll get straight into it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time of worship that we've just had, Lord. We thank you that you are here moving in our midst, Lord. We thank you that you are here and you have something to say to us, Lord. And um, we just pray that you would humble us, Lord. You would quiet our hearts. You'd open our eyes, Lord. And um, you would just help us to sit at our feet and just enjoy um, being with you, being together, opening your word, Lord, and um, reading it and, and just being um, so overwhelmed by your love for us, Lord. So we just thank you so much and we just pray that you would speak to each of our hearts this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. I, uh, I didn't come up with a formal title for this one. I just wrote gratitude and hope at the, at the top of my notes. That's, that's what I was thinking about while I was um, praying and preparing this. And, um, and I just want to share with you... Um, some glimpses of gratitude and um, the hope that we have as we move from this year into the next and into whatever else will come after that. So I want to start with the past. Okay, so let's open up Psalm 65, 7 to 13. Look at this. There we go. This is talking about God. All right. So stay with me. You who still the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves and the tumult, the noise of the peoples. They also who dwell in the farthest parts are afraid of your signs. You make the outgoings of the morning and the evening rejoice. You visit the earth and you water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain for so you have prepared it. You water its ridges abundantly, you settle its furrows, you make it soft with showers, you bless its growth, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. I love that verse. I love it. Right, right before it is this picture of God, kind of like a gardener, like the earth is kind of just his little veggie patch and he's just taking care of it. He's pruning the weeds, he's watering the garden, he's making sure the soil is like fertile so seeds can be planted in it. And it's just this, every time I read this verse, it's like you just see a picture of kind of God walking through a field and anywhere that his feet touch, just flowers begin to emerge and the grass goes green again and you see um, kind of the sun begin to shine where there were clouds and there was, and just see life kind of begin to emerge from anywhere that he begins to set his foot. And it says, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance, right? Um, and Jesus in the New Testament says, I will never leave you or forsake you. In other words, I've been holding your hand this whole year. And wherever I have walked, 
those paths have dripped with abundance. Even if you haven't felt it, everywhere that you and I have taken a step together, things have begun to grow. Things have begun to change in your life. Your heart has begun to soften more and more towards me. Even when you don't see it, I'm working. You crown the year with your goodness. I love this, this you crown. It's like, hey, you cap off the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance, right? Um, how many years have we all been alive? Who's been alive 13 years? 12? 14. Oh, 12, there's, there's a 12 there, 14. 15? 16? 17? 18? 18? No 18s? 19? 26? 26? <laughs> um, do you believe um, that you would be alive if God didn't say so? God says in the New Testament, Jesus says, Abide in me, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Right? So he, and he talks about a vine and branches and, and a tree, right? So it's like, okay, imagine a tree. It's got a bunch of branches coming off it. And you just snap one off and you throw it. Even if you throw it at the bottom, like at the root of the tree, you just, you just throw it right next to the tree, right? The tree might continue to grow and blossom and bring out fruit and green leaves and whatever. But that stick is just going to get more and more and more dry, dry, dry. And then what you get is bushfires in New South Wales and Queensland. He says, abide in me because life comes from the tree, not the branch. Yeah? You and I are the branches, He's the tree. So saying, abide with me. Anywhere that you walk with God, there is provision there. There's abundance there. There is Him taking care of you there. Even if it looks rough, even if the sea goes insane, you will speak and tame. All those things that we sing in songs, they sound um, really nice. And it's like, hey, I've sung that song. I've forgotten the lyrics as soon as I've sung it. But that's true. When you're walking with God, it's not always smooth. And I bet you can think of some times in your year that's just passed that have been really, really rough. And just before I came here on the way over, I was thinking of something that God said to me, uh, that, sorry, that my dad said to me, um, maybe when I was 14. Um, we were driving in the car. Um, I remember, I, I just remembered it now, it's such a random memory. Um, I got really angry over something. I don't remember what it was. I wasn't 14, I was 16 because I was driving in the story. And um, I um, got really frustrated with something. I don't remember what it was. And when I wanted to like unwind, I would take a drive because I don't know, it seemed like a cool thing to do. Hit the open road, still love the open road, right? So I got into the car with my dad and I started driving towards Cardinia Reservoir, right? Open road, Wellington Road. And, um, and me and dad just started chatting and um, he said to me, hey, you should be careful what you pray for. I'm like what? Like, Everyone's encouraging me to pray and pray big prayers and pray. And he's like, yeah, yeah, do that. But just be aware of what you're praying for and, and be careful. Like, why? Um, and um, he said, I remember when he was, I think, 28. He got up one morning and he's like, Lord, I really... My dad's the most patient man on earth. Okay, I've seen him get angry like twice in 26 years of living. It's unbelievable. Okay. 
And he said, Lord, I, I want to be, be a patient man. I want to be um, a man after your own heart. I want, I want you to teach me um, patience. I want you to make me patient. Right? And he's like, um, that day I got on the bus in the morning um, to go to work. And um, the bus that I, I signaled to the bus, the first bus didn't stop. Um, I was already late. And then by the time the second bus came, the second bus was full. I got on. I didn't find a seat. All these people were jostling me. I was scared that somebody was going to take the 50 bucks that was in my coat pocket that I needed to deliver to my work and put into the bank account. Um, when I got to work, my boss was annoyed at me because there was a project that was late. Um, this coworker wasn't nice to me. And, um, you know, I went to my favorite food place. It was closed. And I'm like, I got home and I'm like, Lord, this was like a rubbish day. Like, why? Like this, you know, this, this has been such a difficult day and he says in that moment i felt god say to me you asked for me to teach you patience this is me teaching you patience how will you learn patience if you're never put into a situation where you have to exercise some patience so when you're walking with god in these paths that drip with abundance they don't always look like rainbows and sunshine and lollipops sometimes they look like that Sometimes they look like missing the bus. Sometimes they look like you getting an F. Sometimes they look like whatever. Something that you didn't expect that was hard. But those are the moments that you grow in. Those are the moments that force you to rely on God and to come back to Him. Those are the moments when you actually appreciate your relationship with God, where you see Him come through for you. So you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. Even if I don't see it, even if it doesn't look like abundance, that's true. Because God loves me, because God called me, because God cares about me. And because whenever I'm walking with Him, it looks like this. When I go off on my own, doesn't matter how close to the tree I am, if that branch is snapped off, I'm getting drier and drier and drier. Nothing is growing on me because I'm separated from the source of my growth. Who's still with me? Yeah, respect. Okay. My past. God's allowed us to live this long because He has a plan and a purpose for us. And for every day that we have lived and walked with Him, His paths have dripped with abundance. What about the future? All right, Psalm 23. Let's read that one. The Lord is my shepherd. Very famous one. Yeah. I shall not want... I read this as, as a future thing. It's like, hey, I shall not, like when the time comes and I need something, I'm going to be okay. Why? Because God's my shepherd. So before I step into 2020, which sounds insane even to say, right? I'm going to remember this. The Lord is my shepherd. Because if you're anything like me, then you're already thinking of everything that you don't have at the start, at the, the end of the year. You come to the end of the year and I'm like, oh, you know, oh, these, these two, three things were really nice, but... Um, that's okay. I'm still worried about this. I don't have this. I, don't, I haven't done that yet. I haven't reached my five-year plan yet. I haven't read this book yet. I wanted to watch this. I didn't get to watch it. I haven't done this yet. I haven't done this yet. I don't have this yet. Um, and it's like, no, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It's like there's no wiggle room in that. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Because God is your shepherd. 
And God knows and He sees and He hears before you even think of the request. That doesn't mean that He's going to give you everything that you ask for, but He's going to give you everything that you need. So whether it was for this past year or for this new year, when we're looking into the future, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. For today, tell your wants to be quiet. Because God has got them under control. I'm preaching this to myself too as I stand up here. And think about the gratitude part of, wow, God does have them under control and I have God. So I have things that I want, but I have God. I have the shepherd. I have the person who's going to take care of me. That's the thing to be grateful for. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. This is, this is the bit I love right at the end there. He's doing all of these things, not because I've been really good like Santa and what they preach around Him. Hey, if you're really good, He'll put something, whatever good in your stocking that you've asked for if you're on the nice list. If you're on the naughty list, you get a call. Well, that's not how God operates. He says, you're my son, you're my daughter. And I love you. And I'm going to restore you. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to lead you for my name's sake. Because I'm your father. And when I don't do those things, it will reflect badly on me. So all of the good things that God is giving you have nothing to do with you or you being good. You can never earn them from God. He says, for His name's sake. So when you think about your future and I really want to work really hard to get this and I want to do this and maybe one day I'll be good enough for this. No. No, He's going to give it to you because He loves you. Because He's taking care of you. Not because you've earned it. Not because you deserve it. Um, but because He's good. Because He's your shepherd. Because He's your father. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And... Um, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. This is the bit that I love. If you, have you ever, like, have you ever filled your parents, have you ever made shay for your parents, tea for your parents? Right? Like, they fill the cup up to like, just that dangerous, there's like one millimeter left on and you're like, oh. It's just like the tiniest movement and it's gonna, it's gonna spill. And David is saying, my cup runs over because of what God has done for me. Because He's filled me with His love. He's filled me with His peace. He's filled me with His goodness. So this is what you will become to other people. A cup that's full to the brim. So wherever you walk, you're spilling. Because it's impossible to take a cup that full, to carry it just two, three meters without something spilling out of it. So what's going to spill out of you is love. Peace, joy, purpose, provision. When you're walking with God. He says, I'm satisfied. My cup runs over. I don't need anything else. My cup I'm, is full. I'm, I'm okay. I'm full. I love that. One, the bit just before it. As I noticed a couple of months ago when somebody pointed out to me. Um, the promises that we walk through. We don't stay in the hard place, in the bad place, we walk through. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, 
because you're with me. I love that. As you walk into 2020, God promises to not leave you or forsake you. He's with you. So your future is secure in Him. Next. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My hope for my future isn't just for next year. It's not just for tomorrow. It's not just for tonight. Whatever my future looks like. It's for this life and for the one after it. God is going to provide for me here and He's going to be with me, not just in this life, but in the next one. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't have to worry about where I'm going for my eternity. And I hope that you don't either if you trust Jesus today. You don't have to worry about what's going to happen to you tomorrow, the day after that, or tonight, or for eternity. There's a home waiting for you with Him. What about the present? This is my fave. Psalm 103. You're not allowed to have favorites, but it's kind of my fave. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. This is the gratitude part. Right? We sing this song. Right? It's called 10,000 Reasons. Matt Redmond didn't come up with that. David did a couple of thousand years ago. Okay? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is. Everything inside me, sing praise to God. Thank Him. Okay? Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and don't forget all of His benefits. And I noticed this for the first time today. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Check this out. It doesn't, the reason I picked this one for present, for right now, is because it doesn't say who has forgiven all of your iniquities or who has healed all of your diseases. The words are active words, right? It says, who forgives? Because God is constantly having to forgive me, but He keeps doing it. And that's why I praise Him. Who forgives all of your iniquities? Who heals? He continues to heal today and every day. He's done it yesterday and He'll do it tomorrow, but He's doing it right now. He's doing it right now. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems, again, it's an active word, it's right now. Who redeems your life from destruction? Pulls it back from destruction, that's what that word means. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? He keeps doing it with kindness and mercy every morning. Who satisfies your mouth with good things? Right now, satisfies. Not satisfied, not will satisfy, satisfies right now with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, today. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known His ways to Moses and His acts to the children of Israel. So He's showing us, hey, this is, this is who I've always been. I've already made this known. I've already showed you this in the Bible. You can trust me that I'll keep doing this because I've always been like this. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. And that's why He does what He does. He will not always strive with us, nor will He keep His anger forever when we do something wrong. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. He has not punished us according to our iniquities. How many times have I sinned today? Not just this year. But I'm still here. Because God has allowed me to stay standing, to stay alive. 
His purpose for me isn't finished. I'm still here by the grace of God. For as the heavens are as high above the earth, so great is His mercy towards those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our sins and our transgressions from us. I love that when this psalm dips into the past tense, it's about our sin. Our sin's done. It's like, hey, everything I'm doing for you today, I'm healing you today, I'm restoring you today, I'm keeping you back from the brink today, I'm providing for you today. I'm... But hey, your sin, your sin that's done. I've already dealt with that. I'm not doing that today. I've already done it. It's gone. I've already removed it from you as far as the waste at the east is from the west. The waste that can be a new, a new direction that we all pick. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame and he remembers that we're dust. Man, now nah, go back to that verse. This verse has comforted me so many times when I've been just crying, okay? You put all this pressure, all this expectation on yourself and you fight so hard and you still fall short. And in this moment, he goes, for he knows our friend, for God, God knows how weak I am. It's not a surprise to him that I screwed this up. It's not a surprise to him that I didn't do this right or that I fell short of this. He knows. He came because I fall short. He came because I can't do it on my own. It says, for He remembers that we are dust. He remembers that I'm dust. It just makes me... <sighs> All this pressure that I put on me is like, no, that's, that's, that's for me. It's for me to carry you. It's for me to take care of that thing. It's for me to pull you through. Not supposed to do that on your own. For he remembers that I'm dust. And thank God for that. that. He knows who I am and what I can do and what I can't do. And he gives me the power to carry on. As for man, his days are like the grass. As the flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it and it's gone and its place remembers it no more. When we're thinking about today, remember that today could be the last one that you have. We've talked about the past. Thank God for that. We've talked about the future and God is in that. But today, in all of the goodness that God is showing us, who's still with me? Just remember that we're not guaranteed tomorrow. I know you hear that a lot, but you're not guaranteed tomorrow. This, this, this could be my last day. It could be your last day. So if it was your last day, how would you live it? Right? Here's the deal. If you live every day as if you're going to meet Jesus at 12 a.m., you're going to live a very different life when you string all those days together. If God keeps giving you another day and another day and another day and you look back on all of them combined, you're going to say, wow. When the day comes where you do actually meet Him, you're like, well, I wouldn't have lived that day different anyway, Lord. I've done what I was supposed to do today. I've lived for you today. Again, preaching to myself as I stand up here. Remember that we're frail, that we're fragile as we go into this new year. By the, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear Him and His righteousness to children's children. I want to read you three verses and then we're done. Um, Romans 8, 28. 
Phones on one percent. That's the day. Romans eight twenty eight says this. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Um, no, just that one. I'll be real with you. Over the last couple of months, I've just been um, reading stories of people that crazy things have happened to. I opened tonight by sharing with you um, my dad saying, hey, be careful what you pray for. And I was thinking in particular about one thing. I'm like, Lord, what, what if I got cancer? I don't know why. Just the thought that's that just keeps jumping in and out of my mind, right? Listening to stories of pastors who've had cancer, listening to um, stories of people whose kids have died, listening to just, just, just crazy, hardcore things. I'm like, you know, where, where's God in that? Where's God in, in the midst of this craziness? And, and what if that happened to me? Like, it's, it's just one of those things where I don't really know anybody who has it and, and not my age and whatever. And I'm like, hey, you know, what if my life could change in 30 seconds over a phone call? There are some days where all my fears rush straight to the front of my mind. What if my phone rings and it's the police and they tell me, hey, do you know the person with this number plate? I'm we're sorry to inform you, she's passed away. <laughs> Rushes to the front of my mind. There, there are days when I've woken up with tears streaming down my eyes from a nightmare where things like that have happened. Or a phone call, hello, hey, the blood test that was routine, it came back, actually, we're gonna need you to come in again. There's something that we're worried about. Or hey, this about your dad, or this about your friend, or this about this, or... There are a million things that can go wrong. My heart starts to pound, and the more that I think about them, I'm like, oh. It's sometimes, it's, it's like, if I let it, it can be a crippling fear, or I, I don't wanna leave the house. Thank God that's never happened to me, or I've ever felt that way, to the point where I'm like, hey, I'm not. It just comes in flashes, just a couple of seconds at a time, I'm like, whoa, what if that happened? So when that happens, I go back here. Because if you're going into next year, and you're scared about something that hasn't happened yet. One, you might not live past today. We don't know how many days we have and God just tells us to worry about today because tomorrow has its own worries and will take care of itself, right? My encouragement to you is the same encouragement that I have, which is here. We know that all things, life, death, cancer, health, grades, work, friendships, relationships, whatever it is, all Things. All means all. I love that. In the Greek, all means all. Okay? All things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. You're walking with God? Has He called you? If you are, and He has, good news. Doesn't matter what happens. Doesn't matter what happens. And maybe one day, one of you is going to have to come back to me and tell me, hey, Shads, remember when you preached that? Something crazy is going on for you right now and you need to remember Romans 8, 28. God's got it. 
all things work together for good. Good isn't what I define it. Good is what God says it is. Okay? And good doesn't just end at this life. Good is eternity. Maybe I don't see it right now, but when I meet Him, I'm like, oh, you know what? God, that was the best decision you could have made. And if I was in your position, I wouldn't have made a different decision. And that's what every single one of us is going to say. So if you're afraid today, okay, before you step out of this year and into the next, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to His purpose. And one more than that, 2 Timothy 1, 6. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So he, everybody just reads this verse. They don't read the one before it says, okay, exercise the gift that you've been given. Don't sit home and curl up into a ball and cry and be scared. Use your gifts which is what Matt was talking about at camp. For those of you who are at camp, I was like, hey, use your gifts, use your talents for God and for His kingdom because you're going to stand in front of Him one day and He's going to say, I gave you so much. What did you do with it? He's like, hey, use your gifts. Why? Because God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Don't be scared. Be filled with the Spirit of God that turns you into a person of fearlessness, of power, filled with love, and with a sound mind, with a clear focus and direction for the kingdom of God. The last one is this, Philippians 1, 6. Being confident of this very thing, that He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. It's probably one of my favorite verses ever. Um, it's not about me and it's not on me. I'm not holding God. God's holding me. You're not holding on to God. God's holding on to you. So as you go into this new year, if you have started with God, God has started with you. And if he started with you, he's never leaving and he's never letting you go. Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun, even if it's the tiniest beginning, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, until he comes back and takes you home. So this is the deal. When I think about the last 26 years that I've lived, I thank God that he's allowed me to live this long. I thank God that I can be here with you on a Friday night and sing and hear your voices. Praise God, worship Him together. I could have been any, I could have turned out to be anything and anyone. Could have been getting drunk at a bar right now. Could have had a completely different group of friends. Could have been in a completely different country. Could have been a different human being. But by the grace of God, I'm here. By the grace of God, you're here. It's not an accident. God took a hold of you and led you every single day of however many years you've lived up to now. So thank Him for it. He's been faithful in that. And the evidence of that is that you're sitting here right now. When I think about today, I think about the fact that all those words in Psalm 103 are active words, are doing words, are now words. 
God is healing me. God is transforming me. God is making me more and more like Him. God is providing for me. God is loving me. God has removed my sins from me. When I think about the future, I think about God being my shepherd. So if I don't know the future, I don't care because God's there and He loves me and He cares about me and He'll provide for me. So whatever happens down there, happens down there. And if I'm scared about it, I can trust that He knows what He's doing and that all things work together for good for those who love God were called according to His purpose. He didn't give me a spirit that rolls up into a ball and cries. He gave me a spirit that gets up every morning and says, God, what do you want me to do today? I'll do that and you take care of me while I'm doing it. You'll take care of it. Because you started this and you'll be faithful to finish it because you've never let anyone down and I will not be the first and you will not be the first either. Let's pray. Oh Jesus, thank you that you know what you're doing. Thank you that um, you love us, Lord, and you care for us, Lord. Thank you that you desire to give us life and life to the full, Lord. But you promise that in this world there will be trouble, Lord. You promise that there will be pain in our days. You promise that some of them will be really, really hard. But Lord, you promise that you will take us through that you won't leave us there. You promise that you'll walk with us in it. Um, Lord, so we just thank you for every promise that you fulfilled in our lives up until today, Lord. We trust you to provide for us today, Lord. And we trust you as we walk into this new year, Lord. Um, open our eyes to love you more, Lord. To walk with you on those paths that drip with abundance. Lord. Um, to stay close to you, Lord. To abide in you. To be fruitful with you, Lord. To be effective for you. Um, to have you above all else in our lives, Lord Jesus. We just thank you and we pray for us as a little family, Lord. We thank you for the year that's been amazing that we've had. Um, we pray for the year that is to come, Lord, that um, you would just bless it, Lord. You would bless us in it and that you would draw us so much closer to you and to each other um, as we step into the new year. We thank you so much, Lord Jesus, and we commit ourselves and all that we are into your hand. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.